child. I'm in my own kitchen today and I'm boiling up some primordial soup. There is a primordial soup machine. This. Okay. This is going to be epic. This, yeah. <laughs> what makes you so optimistic about this episode? Uh, well, we suited up for a start. We su- we did. We suited up. We are we we, we are in our new linen suits that uh, yeah in custom order. Yeah. And then it's legendary. It, yeah. Okay. All right. It's it's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. What about what about London? Wait for it, Dairy. Yeah, Did I'm sure. That this is welcome to the BBC has to say officially as a part of their style guide. Yeah, yeah. Another bombing happened today in London. Wait for it, Derry. <laughs> <laughs> we had you worried there for a second. Yeah, mm. you thought it was somewhere that mattered. Yeah, you thought you you was you were concerned, but you're watching the BBC news, so why would you care about Derry? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, London Derry. London, wait for Derry. Apparently they have to say Londonderry first and then they can say Derry every time after that is the official BBC style guy. Really? Yeah. You try telling that to Geoffrey uh, Donaldson though, eh? That's it. If he was right here That's right it. now, I'd be like, wait for it. I could probably, we can, uh, Robot James can probably summon him if we want. Uh, do you want to say anything to Geoffrey Donaldson? Um, yeah. Good morning. Um, I don't like you. What's your name? But I respect you. He said, ah, oh, mistaken identity. <laughs> really? Yeah. I respect anyone who does anything for their country, no matter how bigoted or, uh, <laughs> you know, wrong. Yeah. As long as you meant it, not with goodness, but with a nationalist you know. Oh, I don't think he. I don't. Oh, uh, Mr. Donaldson, I don't. I, I. I. don't think he meant to call you a nationalist there. I don't think he. He meant that, right, James? Um. Why? Uh, well, I. I, I mean, it, it, being a nationalist carries certain connotations in uh, in Northern Ireland, if you know what I mean. You can't even love your country anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not PC. Brigades. He's not. No, Jeffrey Donaldson is certainly not one of the PC police. He's not one of these uh, people who think that. It, you should get locked up just for being Northern Irish. Yeah, we should have an orange room as well. But anyway. Yeah, these days they put you in prison for being uh, a, a cunt and a, yeah. and a bigot. Yeah. Uh, the for for those who don't know who Jeffrey Donaldson is, James, do you want to explain? Yeah. We, we've just heard we've just heard of Mr. Donaldson. No need to uh, explain yourself. James can explain who you are. Yes. Um. It is what you'll get if you crossed. Um, a Republican there's going to be some top tier political humour alright you heard of Republicans Republicans have I heard of Republicans yeah yeah in the Irish sense or the American sense the American sense okay yeah sure well I mean alright he's a Republican yeah I think that explains it I think that explains it it kind of does, yeah. I mean, certainly. If you, well, you don't need to say the American version then, if you, because that 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 actually kind of confuses it. Why? Well, why are you bringing up what American versions of republicanism is 
he, he what he is is against the idea of a republic. Yeah, but he's, you know? he's also like a Republican in the American sense. Oh, so you mean he's like, yeah, oh, okay. But I guess saying Republican kind of muddies the waters, I just, I, I feel, maybe. Right. Okay, well, you, have you heard of a, a Christian? Chris Can? Chris, Chris Can? A Chris Can, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a Chris... Yeah. He, oh wait, have you heard of Christ? He's a Christian. Is that what you're gonna say? Have you heard of Christ? I have heard of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, he is nothing. You know, I would do that. Nothing like that, that at all. Gandhi, no, quite a hate-filled, angry man. Yeah, yeah Gandhi was like uh, Jesus was hate-filled though. He was rude to all those bankers in the temple, the money changers. <laughs> he was reasonably polite, giving the situation. I think he flipped their tables. Yeah, but they were disgracing the house of God, James. Yeah, but God's not real. Yeah, but, well, he, Jesus certainly believed he was in the of okay. what we know of him. Well, say I believed in a, uh, I'm just pulling this out of nowhere, a flying okay. spaghetti monster. <laughs> spaghetti monster, say, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I go, sure. I wear a collar <laughs> on my head, and I go into a, a church, for example... Synagogue. Okay. Ca- Synagogue. Synag- okay. Now, all right, go on. And I just start wailing on people. <laughs> Would that not make me Jesus? Would, yeah, well, you'd be like, oh, he believes in God, he's fine. No, you'd be like, uh, uh, you'd, you'd be anti-Semitic for a start, presumably. You wouldn't be too far off the ball. If you I think you'd be, yeah. Be a safe point to assume it was some sort of anti-Semitism. Will that conflict be brought to an end when the Palestinians reach an agreement with the Israelis? Yeah, the people... And even if it wasn't fueled by that, it, 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 it's, it's not a great look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Jesus does it. I think Jesus didn't beat up people. And also, he was Jewish. You're saying you're a a, a pastafarian who's going to go in and beat up a lot of Jewish. That's a good term. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, just off the top of my head, maybe calling the people who believe in the flying spaghetti monster a pastafarian. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell you what, James, the only god I care about money is the god in the machine. Money, the god in the machine. Right. Because you chose today's topic as machines. Absolutely. Now, this is because uh, we there's been a big break, of course, of the podcast as you've uh, you know had a invention uh, streak. You've had a you've had a great streak of inventing things. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was having a manic episode. I was like, sorry, I yeah, you I had need to go to hospital because you were invented too yeah. many things. Yeah. I need three weeks of bed rest while I invent, but I forgot. Oh, I actually, I forgot all of them. Forgot all the inventions. I know. I think it was like you got a nasty cut of a shard of metal and then they were like, oh, no, you, now you have a blood infection. Now you're part machine. Now you're uh, Tetsuo, yeah. A what? You know the Japanese film Tetsuo, the Iron Man? No. Is that anything like um, Gigantor? What's Gigantor? What's Gigantor? <laughs> He's like a giant fighting robot. From what? Is it from like a cartoon? Which one? Gigantor. 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 The thing is called Gigantor. I've never heard of Gigantor. I used to love it. I can't tell if this is a real thing that existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happens in Gigantor? He just beats up 
Jewish people. Jewish synagogues. <laughs> he just goes in and says, give to Caesar what belongs to yeah. Caesar. And then, yeah, and then attacks people. Yeah. Yeah. He goes in and he's like, you know, all these guys are working in your vineyard. And you hire one of them in the morning, one of them in the afternoon, one of them in the evening. You pay them all the same amount. And then the guy comes in the morning. He's like, how come that guy, you know, got paid the same as me? The fact that he was hired later than me. Mm-hmm. And then Jack Antor goes, don't worry about it. Is that a parable? What yeah, is that? that's a parable. But what's the, that's very powerful. Yeah. Very, yeah, that's why they're called powerfuls. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what that. That's a biblical thing, is it? What, yeah, hiring someone at different times of the day. What was the? What's the point behind it? I think it's like just don't like keep keep your own hand, your own pocket, sort of thing. You know. Yeah. Like don't, don't question. Don't question your the boss. master, really. Yeah, that's great and a great basis for a religion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that the TV show Gigantor is teaching that to Japanese uh, a children. generation, to a generation of Japanese children, and you and me. Actually, the parable of the vineyard workers is supposed to explain how those who come to Christianity late in life will still receive entry to heaven, the same as those who have been Christians all their lives. Still seems unfair on the workers who were hired in the morning, though. Yeah, you went to Giganticon, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was uh, amazing. It was the best, best two weeks of my life. <laughs> two weeks, all expenses I had to yeah. pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever I been to a convention? Never came out of my pocket. What do you say? Have you ever been to a convention? I have. Uh, I've been to... Well, yeah, the only one I went to was I went to the Star Wars one in, in Dublin twice. Why twice? I know. I went twice. There was one uh, that used to be in the RDS, and then it went to uh, City West. And you were like, I want to see if it's different. I want to see if this changes between the City well, West there was. and... This was like... Now, here's the thing, James. We can get into it. Okay. I don't know. Do you care about Star Wars? Yeah. You do? Yeah. All right. I didn't particularly. No, I'm a big... Uh, uh, you're a big... Yeah. Wookiee. What are they called? Yeah, walkie dockies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the, what's the name? What's the what's the Star Wars equivalent of a Trekkie? A walkie. A walkie. A walkie dockie. A walkie dockie. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, the convention after night. If you if you went to the after parties, so yeah, there probably was. Uh, uh, the, but I will say, mm-hmm. good thing about though I went the first year we went, it was I had two friends who do who do really care, and we went and I met Kenny Baker, R two D two, right, man who plays R two D two, and uh, I got his signature, uh, I got a signed picture by him. But what's really nice about it, having he's now sadly passed away, uh, Kenny Baker, but uh, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you, do you not want him to rest in peace? I do, that's why I said it. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, it, it was just for some reason when we got to the front, uh, when it was my turn, his uh, partner, whoever was there helping him, his asked boyfriend. what my name was. Uh, pardon? His boyfriend. No? Uh, it was a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't know if they were a couple. I don't know if it was just someone who helped him at conventions. I don't know what was the situation. So a couple of robots. I don't know. How tall was Might she? Might have been a robot. Might have been a robot in a human costume as opposed to what he's famous for, being a human in a robot costume. Yeah. And what did you just ask? How tall was she? I don't see how that's relevant. I'm just asking. Well, if you must know, she was of a similar stature to Mr. Baker. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Does that help colour in this story for you? Yeah. Yeah. Any further comment? Yeah. How tall were you at yeah. the time? I was ba- same height. I was maybe 14 at this. 14. Mm-hmm. Feet. 14, 15, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know the way I'm 14 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't asking. think we address that enough on the podcast that I'm 14 feet tall. That's why I was asking, because I didn't know when yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was a puberty thing or a post-puberty yeah. sort of thing. College. Uh, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great if the, p- the tallest person in the world you just actually didn't know? Like they never sought them out. They never tried. They never came forward to be like, I think I might be. I might break the record. I might be the world's tallest person. I bet there's a guy with the world's longest tongue. And that's definitely true. And he's just never sought out the. Yeah, his tongue is like a foot long, and he's just like a foot. No, well, you'd, people would know. You people in the community would know. In the community, they would sure. But I bet there's some fella like. Like, the core can carry border, you know? And he's just, like, a tongue that's, like, obscenely long. Well, well, no, here's the thing. Your tongue can be can be prone to all manner of... I mean, I don't think they would maybe measure tongues for world records because you could be prone to tumours. It can have... There's certain growth disorders, you know? So I don't think they'd be, like, trying to celebrate necessarily or make people compete for having the longest uh, tongue. The Guinness Book of World Records do actually acknowledge the longest tongue. The title is currently held by an American man named Nick Stoborough, whose tongue is naturally 10.1 centimeters from the tip to his closed lip. Right, okay, what about longest finger? Longest fingers? Maybe that's uh, more on the table because that's, you know, bones and such. Yeah. Tendons. Yeah. So, maybe. I don't know if there is a world record for the longest fingers. Do you think you're in the running? No. No. But we'll never. Do you think we'd the person who with the longest fingers would make themselves known? Mm, I can't imagine. You can't imagine them coming. No. Okay. So much glory. Uh, well, defin- well, you get a world record. Yeah, if, if you haven't won it, you haven't done anything. You just are born. Just born next to like a nuclear power plant. <laughs> well, there's plenty of uh, world records that are given out just because you happen to be, you know. A, a, a genetic fluke. Yeah. Well, actually, there isn't a record for a world's longest fingers. The closest thing would just be the world's largest hands, which currently belongs to a Turkish man named Sultan Kusin. You know, what they don't give a, a world record for anymore are things that you might affect your body negatively to, to achieve. So there is no longer a, wor- a record for, say, world's heaviest person. Yeah. That's not, an award, that's not a, a record that's awarded anymore. What about world's... Stupidest person. Uh, I you couldn't quanti- you couldn't measure that. That's not something that could possibly be measured. Do you think no? Hundred percent. What about world's beefiest man? Uh, well, that's well. Is that world's strongest man? No, it's a different thing. It's a different quality. Is beefy like bodybuilding? It's more just like the quality that a farmer has. Well, I think the, if it's not bodybuilding, it would have to be its own sort of category of thing. Yeah. And 
you know, there would probably be a whole committee that decides and it gives out awards based on that, I would There's say. probably a whole machinery around it. Now, hopefully, I was about to say, I mean, hopefully someday we can automate beefiness. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the first sorry, machine sorry, just, was? Just before we do that, I just want to finish that there was a point to the story I was telling about Kenny. Yeah, Dick. they're really short. She was just as short as he was. It was weird. That wasn't what I. That wasn't the at all the the the, the crux of the story. The story is. And it you was were just like, that, you were like, do you ever get freaked out that she looks like a kid and you're having sex there? Uh, James, you, James, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you. <laughs> not only did Ronan not say it after looking into it. The lady present with him at the convention does not seem to have been his wife. Kenny Baker was married to a fellow little person who was also an actor, named Eileen, who sadly passed in 1993. Okay, Doesn't nice matter stop. that you paid 50 quid. You don't have to say it that. It was actually... 25. Well, it was actually only... I think it might have been 15 euro for a signed picture of him. Still a rip-off. Either way, what was nice was I was, for some reason, the only... I was the only person, none of my friends, we all got one, but... For some reason, she was like, "What's your name?" So he wrote to Ronan on it, which he hadn't. He otherwise he just signed the picture, and then he panicked after he wrote to Ronan, and he just wrote "Hello" and underlined <laughs> it and gave it to me. And so that's a nice thing to have. But the following Maybe his costume year, overheated. He, he's not in. Co- why would he be in costume? That could <laughs> if it was just a if it was just a big or two D two. You <laughs> he wouldn't have needed to be there. I think they should all be in costume if they're. So sign the picture. They have to be in costume. I, I fundamentally disagree that it'd be because for a lot of people in Star Wars, they're very heavy prosthetics or suits. It could be anyone in that costume. Yeah, it's like Mickey Mouse. Plus, there's plenty of people at those. There's plenty of people walking around in their own homemade uh, uh, costumes. Yeah, that are very realistic. You know, for very um, film accurate. What did you, either way? What did the following you do uh, I dressed up as a cool 14-year-old attending a, yeah. uh, a Star Wars convention. Slave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up as Slave Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what people called me anyway. Uh, the following year, Billy D. Williams was at it, and he was charging 50 quid for a signature. Who's that? Uh... He plays Lando Calrissian. What if you were his job? I thought you said you really cared about... Uh, a moment ago, you said you really cared about Star Wars. Yeah, James. I care about the movies, not the credits. Um, <laughs> I want to be immersed in the world and, and not even be aware that it's being played yeah. by actors. Yeah, fair. Uh, now, James, yeah. there are a lot of machines in Star Wars. Very much the wars would not have occurred without them. Some Very say. Very much our own wars in this world would not have occurred without machinery. Some say. Some say. Some say. I think there's a consensus that uh, machines are used in war. Yeah, some say that. Yeah. Some say otherwise. Yeah. But Most for the moment, say. who's the who would who would say no? Who's the group that would benefit from saying there was no machines used in war? I don't know. People say all sorts of mad things. Yeah, but who? I'm just just tell me. You're you're now. You're just saying it off the top of your head. You're not saying. You're I not met a guy the other day, and he said that God looks down from heaven, and you know, is there someone in the hospital? Guides you, you know. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, say for a minute I believe in a flying spaghetti monster okay yeah would I get off a crime you, yeah. you know would I get off of a crime and hypothetically my crime is I went into a synagogue yeah would I get moved to a different parish 
I was asking. <laughs> oh, speaking of Catholic crimes, mm-hmm. uh, did you hear about this uh, this week? Um, there's some Catholic priest in America who's been completely discharged from the Catholic Church. What now? Why? What do you think the reason is, James? He uh, mm-hmm. married a dog. No, no. He, uh, but well, actually, in, in the in the priest sense, does that mean that you know he married a, like he allowed a dog marriage to go ahead, or that or, you know like oh we were married I I this I married this couple you know a priest could say yes because they're the ones marrying them you know that kind of thing, or are you saying that the, the priest married the dog the priest and the yeah dog if I was a religion. priest I'd be like I'm marrying this couple yeah I'd be making I'd be having a lot of fun with I'm marrying of that her mm-hmm. to him. To me, <laughs> <laughs> and the man is marrying a dog. <laughs> and I reveal this at the end of the wedding. Yeah, you must consummate <laughs> I the them marriage. All, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the reason why this priest, uh, what's his name, Robert James? Father Andres Arongo. Thank you. Declan. He's been. What do you say? <laughs> I just took a guess. Declan, yeah. Um, he's been uh, removed from the Catholic Church because he's been using the wrong pronouns when baptizing people. And not the peace, not. No, settle, settle in, PC police. I'm it's not even to, that. I'm ready to scream. What it was was that he would say, We baptize you into the Catholic Church instead of saying, I baptize you into the Catholic Church. And that alone has angered the Catholic Church higher-ups enough that they've said every baptism he performed is null and void, if that was the phrase he used. Now, what that has also led to is other priests who are like, well, this is ridiculous, why on earth would you make this a ruling, uh, have gone back and there's uh, at least one priest who's found a, a videotape of his own baptism where the priest had also said it, had said, we, I, we bapti- baptize you into the Catholic Church instead of I baptize you. So that means he can't, he's a Catholic, he's a fully ordained Catholic Church, uh, Catholic priest who uh, is in the Catholic Church. This is cuckoo bananas town, James, isn't it? Yeah, that's, <laughs> is it the Jehovah's Witnesses and they go back and they baptize like uh, Holocaust victims like- and stuff? I've Mormons have heard of doing that from a Mormon. Yeah. So maybe I don't know if the Jehovah's maybe they do as well. Jehovah's obviously have some strange beliefs, no blood transfusions or anything like that. But Mormons also have a lot of uh, very uh, peculiar beliefs. You know, the head of the church call. is called the president, the head of the church, like the Pope of the Mormons. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So I go, not my president. If I said were, that yeah. to them. I was like, that's not my president. But who brought up the head of the Mormon church? I went to Salt Lake City. Did you? Yeah. Would you like to actually go to Salt Lake City? I'd love it. Why? (laughs) Just to say this to them. Just to say this. To not drink coffee. Not drink coffee. uh, To have really wide roads where you have to hold a flag to get across. Yeah. You know that thing? Yeah. Okay. You've done a lot of research. You really want to go. Um, <laughs> see the salt lake. I assume there are very salty lakes, yeah. Salt Lake City is named after the Great Salt Lake, the largest saltwater lake in the Western Hemisphere. And, uh, and that f- big mega church. And even just to get a ma- to see a machine. 
You know? The, the, yeah, to see the machine in a machine. Salt Lake City. The plane. A machine, because of, unfortunately, you know, living in Ireland, we, we, we see very little machines. These days, machines... You know, when we were young, machines were... Uh, there were dragons with wheels, and you push them, and sparks come out of their mouths, or they were like a wind-up uh, gun. That were we when were when were we young, James? <laughs> <laughs> or, and in what fantasy novel did we live in? <laughs> or there uh, a gun that you squirt water out of? Yeah, well, we did have those, but now machines are just flat screens that babies have to look at twenty-three hours a day. <laughs> Well, they're not just that, are they? I mean... Well, are they not? Like, they Well, they those are a, a type of machine, but they're not well, the only computer. machine, are they, James? Uh, Computers are machines, but I mean... You know, there's still bloody printing presses, if you... You know, there's there's every you know kind of machine look. still. Hmm? If you know where to look, I suppose. Y- yeah. Well, I mean, you drive a car. So what? Uh, That's a machine. Yeah, a machine that's relatively gone unchanged for you know nigh on a century. Yeah, but it's mostly f- screen. It's Wind- not. Your oh. car is not mostly screen. A windscreen. <laughs> and how do they make a uh, uh, windscreen, James? Print. They print I tell you what, it's print. not a man blowing glass and cutting it to size. It's a bloody machine making. Yeah, it's James. bloody Isn't that printer. Right? Yeah, it's a yeah. They repurposed all the printing presses into green windscreen makers. Um, what do you think the first machine was? Don't say the wheel. Why can't I? Well, the wheel in and of itself is more of a device no. or a mechanism. Yeah, I suppose. And also, when do you say the wheel is made? Is it just a round object on its own? No. I feel like machine. Does a machine? What do you think the definition of machine is? Does it have to have parts that move more than one part interacting with each other? I guess it has a, to have at least outcome. five five parts, and it has to make okay. something. It has to make something. It has to make something. A machine has to... Well, It has to be able to process well, it, information. Okay, yeah, that's... under. Okay, uh, yeah. So, like, when a car, it's processing you putting your foot on the yeah. pedal to, into kinetic energy and motion. And when it's, like, I processing the fact that I'm on the road to get you somewhere. Pardon? It knows it's on the road. Yeah. So it knows where to drive. But the car doesn't know it's on the road. Uh, so these days, very these days, recent Tes- cars Tes- do, Yeah, but not your car. Sure, yeah. When I get into the car, I'm part of the machine, you know? I'm like Walkie sitting... You're in sitting, a machine, you're not a part... I'm like Walkie sitting in his slot in the... Space Falcon. What was it called? What was his ship called? You said you cared about Star Wars. Yeah, I don't care about the technical <laughs> details of how the fucking airplane works. Uh, the ship that you're trying to name would be the Millennium Falcon. What about the Millennial Falcon? And it's like... Mm. Where's oh, God, very good. What would white? the Millennial Falcon be like? It's like, yeah, does yeah, this yeah. thing serve flat whites? And if not, why not? Yeah. And it's like, oh, go to the canteen. It's just avocado toast. There's no space food. That's it. Why do we go? It's all gone rancid. It's all rancid avocados. Yeah. And uh, he's wearing fucking skinny jeans. Yeah. That alien over there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, and and they she's got a side part. She's got a... Yeah. 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 She's got the side of her head shaved like Skrillex. Mm-hmm. 
thick glasses like Woody Allen. Like Woody Allen? Yeah. Is that an aspect of millennial culture? Yeah. Thick rimmed glasses. Looking like Woody Allen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. Guess where the fucking Millennium Falcon isn't going? Where the Millennium Falcon or the Millennial Falcon? Neither. Guess where it's not going? Yeah. Where? Uh, property market. Property, yeah. Property ladder. The property ladder, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Millennial Falcon is increasingly choosing not to have children either. What about the Generation um, Z Falcon? And it's like, oh, the TikTok, you know, load that yeah. up on the machine. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, that's something to t- worth uh, mentioning is, you know, uh, there was a perception. I don't know. Do ki- do schools teach coding? Do schools actually teach coding? Because I know when we were in school, they were like, oh, we're the last generation who won't be learning it, you know? Yeah. Like it was just coming in. I don't know if kids are learning it. Yeah, we were also told that we're the last generation that are going to have children. You weren't told you were going to be the last generation. What? Yeah, we were told we were going to be the last generation of children. Who told you that? Which teacher told you that? It's just loads of teachers. It's just something that they kept saying. <laughs> Every class you go into, they'd have to remind you, and of course, you will—you'll be the last. So you will have children. Was that what you were told? But they will not. Yeah. But your children will be infertile. Yeah. Interesting. How did you take that as a child? I was like, first of all, I don't even want kids. I thought you did want kids. Well, no, when I was thirteen. Okay, fair. Did they? Oh, they were insinuating you were going to all have kids now. No, they... I don't know what they were saying. Sure. And I was like, first and of all... teen pregnancy rates have dropped significantly. Yeah, probably because they can't have kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, global That'll do warming. It. <laughs> global warming, man. <laughs> Makes the balls too hot, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like the testacuzzi or whatever it's called. What? That's a machine. You know that thing? Yeah. Te- it's a te- it's a jacuzzi you put your testicles in, and apparently uh, this is a new thing. It like uh, you do it for fifteen minutes, and it it, it makes you uh, sterile for a month or something like that. I have one. It's called Tesclump Hammer. Takes a lot less than fifteen yeah. minutes. It lasts a lot longer than four. That's a lifetime. Ronan is actually thinking of a device known as Coso. It is still only in clinical testing, but allegedly it can render a man infertile for up to six months after a session of ultrasonic heat treatment to the scrotum. The testacuzzi is a different product entirely, which is just a tiny hot tub for your balls. Um, uh, you, well, you might like, you might enjoy the new Jackass movie with that in mind. Then, mm. yeah, there's a lot of that in it. Now they uh, but, uh, are probably alive due to the technology and machinery. Yeah, well, certainly a lot of them have had quite serious issue, uh, medical, you know, brain issues, issues yeah. yeah, depression, yeah, anxiety. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah, <laughs> they have, uh, and but I mean concussions as well, and like very severe. Johnny Knoxville, famously, of course, required a catheter for three years. Every time my uh, heart would beat, blood would shoot out the end of my penis. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. No, I don't think you'd wish that on your worst enemy. I wonder if he ever gets used to it, if it's always just like you're shoving a rubber tube up your dick. Is it I think always? you would. I think you do get used to it. I think you kind of end up with scarring tissue and everything, so. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's really put you That's. <laughs> I think I'd really just shoot myself in the head. I'd be like, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is, you know. <laughs> Goodbye, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. suicide. 
I don't think he'd film that. It'd be a bit sad. It would kind of take away from his very jovial persona. Yeah. Yeah, like he's quite he's quite renowned for being, you know, lighthearted. Light, yeah, that's true. Things. Including the time he had to wear your catheter for three years. And he said, son, we have to get you to the hospital right now because, you know, you may be bleeding internally. Just to circle back, however, why were we talking about the Millennium Falcon? It the is, Wookie, we were talking the about... The slot. slot into the, ah, yes, you into your car like a Wookiee into the Millennium Falcon, yeah, I believe. I become part of the machine, you know, it comes part of me. Yeah, you are a part of the machine. Yeah. Like Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Yeah, like Gigantor, <laughs> the guy with the gun for hand. Yeah. Have you actually never heard of the, the Jap- that Japanese film? No, I have. I was joking. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I knew that. Well, yeah. Uh, Scary films, so, if you ask me. Well, yeah, the body horror. Uh, what do you actually think is the worst? Is the, <laughs> I was gonna say is the worst film uh, is the first machine. So we know we know what a machine is. It has to be five parts that process information. Yeah. So what was the first machine? Uh, wasn't it that Greek machine that could, you know, count the planets' movement or something? Hmm. Uh, what, like an astrolobe? They yeah, found it at the bottom of a, a, an old boat. Uh, oh, I don't know this. Yeah, it's like, it's like cogs and stuff like that. And they're like, cool. wow, the Greeks ahead of the game on this one. James is referring to the Antikythera mechanism, described as the oldest example of an analog computer. It was used to predict astronomical positions and eclipses decades in advance. It has been dated to around the 1st century BC. What about the Archimedes screw? Does uh, We see that's probably less than five. Yeah, what information is that there. processing? Processing stuff from down there up here. Yeah, that's true. You can process what was over there is now in front of you, yeah. Yeah, but it's only one part, isn't it? The screw. I know what you see. I think that you could probably, in order to turn it and to have different things, it's probably more than just the one part. And then that's also maybe that we need to relax our definition of machine from needing five parts. Why? Perhaps because that might rule out a lot of the earliest machines. Uh, so I'm, like, saying oh, I'm saying they're not machines. I know, but they are machines. Like what? The wheel. No, I'm thinking of um, you know the you know uh, how you make a fire with uh, a bow. You have uh, yeah. string, but oh, uh, yeah, you wrap that around a stick in the middle, and then that makes it much uh, quicker and easier yeah. to uh, uh, I, start a fire. I make by fire. I get, I get the bow, and I play the fiddle, and then everyone's like, "That's freaking fire, boy!" Yeah, yeah. So you think you'd have invent? Yeah. Are you saying the fiddle is before fire? No, I'm just saying that's how I would do it. That's how you would do it today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah? Anyway, that's not a machine. Machines are things like a printing press, a... um, I know, actually, now that I've said it, that's more of a tool than a machine. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's obviously machines before the printing press. Mm. But if you're not going to allow something like the... the, 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 A loom? the, 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 The... the loom is certainly a machine. Yeah, the loom is a, is a machine. Uh, the yeah. Let's just keep let's just keep going and name it. <laughs> um, I bet they had this thing. It was like a fake hand that jerked off animals and then walked over to the female animal and put his fingers inside. Say that again. That's what you read. What? That's probably an early invention. 
the earliest in, an early invention was the purpose of artificial insemination. Yeah. Also, why why is it a fake hand if it's just why is, why isn't it like a fake uh, you know rear end of the of a female animal? Why does it just why is it just a human hand? That's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like no, the way. How do they come up with? How did it take them f- so long to come up with a printing press? You know, it's like why were they doing this fake hand business for five thousand years? Well, you know that the, the the printing press comes about. It's a natural progression of various technologies and yeah. So it's a fake horse Mm-hmm. The, there are some pretty elaborate ones. To, actually, I don't think there are. I think that kind of probably stopped at a certain point of them trying to innovate in the fake arse department. The, di- the dick, the horse dick, is the, they're still working on that technology. Who is? God? The pasta monster? <laughs> uh, yeah. What did they get wrong? Why does it need to be improved? No, I mean the fake ones. Oh. Oh. Well, do they use a fake penis? Yeah. I don't think they do. They don't. It's just a pump. Who? I think. Who are you talking about now? What? Like, if you if you were trying to inseminate a female horse, I don't think they have to use a fake penis. Like, that they don't use a fake penis to. It's not like the the horse won't allow. I don't know some sort of, you know, turkey baster situation to occur. No, I'm you know talking I mean? about from like sex shops. Oh, you just mean a human penis? No. What? No. What? Fake horse. Oh, you want... I don't want... You want a big horse penis dildo. You want a big horse penis no, dildo. I don't want a, saying, yeah. I don't want anything like that. Why not? I want a real horse's company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, have you ever been on a horse? No. Would you want to? Who was it that said the best thing for an inside for the inside of a man is the outside of a horse? Oh, that was said by Mitt Romney. Fuck. Mitt Romney, yeah, I think so. It's actually a quote from Winston Churchill. I don't know why the boys think it's Mitt Romney. He was still running for president in 2016, wasn't he? He's still running for president now. Slowly, now. quietly. Slowly, he's a Mormon. What would you say uh, is the greatest invention? Machine-wise, of all time. Well, no, you know, of the 20th century. Okay, yeah, all right, good. And don't say the resistor. Okay, I won't. How about the television? The boob tube. The boob tube, as I call it. It's the only place I see boobs these days. Yeah. The TV, BBC Two. The the TV. I'm always watching. Sexetera, or uh, when the TV, whatever station that eventually becomes like the the phone hotlines. Or um, is that still a thing? Is that a still a still a thing on Sky? Or badly dubbed porn movies. Badly dubbed porn, of course. The classic which, from uh, Paramount Comedy. That was Paramount Comedy, which is now Comedy Central as well. Yeah. Badly dubbed porn. They then just gave up on that and they turned it into just badly dubbed soaps. Really? Yeah, they seem to. They, I don't know. I don't know, did they run out of, of weird 70s European softcore porn? Um. Just a quick note to say that, Baby Station, a late night phone sex hotline, is still very much broadcast on Sky TV. It also has a website, but I wouldn't be interested in that, as I am a robot. So your favorite invention is the boob tube? I think the boob tube, I mean, you can keep going backwards, but it's like, yeah, boob tube... What year was... When was radio? No. 
Is radio 20... I'm just saying, does radio count as the 20th century, or was it perhaps 19th? It's probably 20th. Radio... Andalia. Either way. Well, Robot James? Radio waves were first identified and studied by German physicist Heinrich Hertz in 1886. The first practical radio transmitters and receivers were developed around 1895 to 1896 by Italian Guglielmo Marconi, and radio began to be used commercially around 1900. Oh. Well, either way, it's about transmitting information is the most important thing, which is why we'll always go back to like, oh, well, the, the, the printing press was the most important, you know, invention. No. No. Ever. Why? Um, the alphabet. Five moving parts. Yeah, all the letters. They're always moving in different iterations. It's 26 moving parts, yeah. Yeah, 26. And but are you, we're talking about transmitted information. It's basically what it's freaking invented yeah. for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think you can say the alphabet isn't an invent... Maybe you can. Yeah. By I our mean, airtight definition... No, we're saying invention, not a machine. It's not. A, it's an invention. It's not a machine. There you go. No, it's a machine. It's not... I don't, you can't say the alphabet is a machine. More than five moving parts. Which it doesn't have. It does. Because it's theoretical. No. Or a pencil and a pen. And a pencil sharpener and a rubber. And a uh, sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. I and a ruler. Okay, well, all of those things would have been invented. We had the printing press before we had, you know, rulers, uh, uh, a pencil, and a rubber. No way. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe before, no certainly before we had the way. little pencil, the pencils with the rubbers, at like a, a a number two pencil. You yeah, know? I'll give you that, but no, we had pencils and rubbers. A long time ago. I don't know, pencil, like graphite, graphite encased in wood as the implement. I don't know. You think they just invented pencils, like, recently? Why would they go back from the pen? No, <laughs> the pen's just... better than the pencil. You're not going to be like, I invented <gasps> this shittier pen that it smudges, like, forever. They definitely went from pen, ink, and pen, yes, into pencil. No. Definitely. Definitely. Start with the pencil, then you graduate to the pen. They did not start with the pencil. They didn't start with the pencil. We definitely went from pen to pencil. Robot James, please weigh in. Right, okay. The modern pencil was invented in 1795 by Nicolas Jacques Conti, a scientist serving in the army of Napoleon Bonaparte. The printing press was of course invented by Johannes Gutenberg in the 1440s. Okay, alright. Well, we must accept his ruling. But I think machines have obviously changed. They continue to change everyone's lives every year that passes. Every new... What do you think is the newest machine? Um, What's the newest machine? Well, we probably don't know. It's probably being cooked up in some, yeah, some crazy basement right some now. Some brain boxes, big house, you know? Yeah, their big house. Yeah, the big lab. Yeah. Let's see what. Yeah. Uh, so the here's a professor. Here's the thing. Here's so they say that necessity is the mother of, of invention. Invention. Not Sorry, someone's not going to write Yes. Please hold.
We now return to primordial views. So they say that uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's mother necessary at the moment? Uh, what's necessary at the moment is obviously combating the climate crisis, James. So then, the thing that they're probably inventing is a machine to stop the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. But do you think that the climate crisis will be cured through futurism and the concept of a, a scientific, a, a, a machine intervention as opposed to us completely rethinking about our attitudes towards consumption? My theory is that it's going to be like a, a box and it's going to be like it cures climate change and it costs everyone has to pay me ten thousand euro a day, like a year. You know, Who, what, like, one person said gets what? He's like, you have to pay me a billion, twenty-five billion euro a year, and this will solve climate change. And, and it's a box. It's that, some invention, it just, and he's like, sure. And if you don't pay me, I'll turn it off forever. Yeah. And then he'll just be king. Well, turning it off would just leave us in the same situation we're in. It's not going to make things worse, is it? Well, it might. He'll be like, if you don't pay me, I have another one that speeds things up. Yeah. I can just put it in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the to that end, I mean, the closest thing is like, there's a load of... It's called a, a steamship. A, a steamship is... The one that makes it worse. Yeah, okay. He's, yeah, he says, I have this box that if I turn it on, it'll cure the climate crisis. And if you don't pay me a bill, 25 billion, I will release my, uh, you know, uh, plethora of, of sea cruisers across the world. Yeah. At very competitive rates, so loads of people are going to use them and it's going to really contribute. You've got to run my out of the market. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I was thinking of Iceland have that thing where you can store they, they they capture carbon and put it in the ground, but apparently even that is very limited in terms of they can't even do that much. Yeah, the paying farmers do that in Ireland. What? How? Are they? Yeah. How would they? How do they capture the carbon? I don't know. They can like mm. re re wet in trees and then they cut down the trees and bury them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is stuff like growing trees, growing certain crops. Um, yeah. And then, like, re-wetting bog. Sure. Well, I mean, obviously Ireland would... You well, know, you call even that... Even if it wasn't a climate crisis. Re-wetting the bog, as you call it, pissing your pants. Re-wetting the bog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I re-wet the bog. I, when do I need a euphemism for it when, like, at a party? Well, you know, my members are going to go re-wet the bog. Sorry, I'll be- All right, you go to the bathroom? Nope, I'm going to stand right here. Yeah, sorry, I re-wet <laughs> the bog. I'll be back in... Two to three minutes. I'll be back in tomorrow. Do you have a Do you have a hair dryer? I accidentally re wet the bar, and I do not want to leave. I'm enjoying this conversation too much. I don't want to leave. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> I think I have a chance with that girl over there. Yeah. Now you say this hairdresser, this hair dryer gets rid of the smell of piss too. You say <laughs> it doesn't just dry it out and spread it around the room. You say. <laughs> Now, that'd be a great invention. That's what I need. That's a necessary invention. A necessary invention, yeah. That's that's the necessary situation. Someone pisses themselves and then immediately has to go and invent a machine True. that can not only dry the pants, but remove, you know, the smell. Yeah. Uh, the stench. It also yeah. makes yeah. everyone forget that you did it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a big part of it, is that it also wipes the short-term memory of everyone <laughs> at the party. Uh, but it's, it's tough to get it right, you know, just how far back does the wiping go? Yeah. Because, because you know, after you shit, your wife. <laughs> yeah. But before you piss. <laughs> before you piss yourself. Yeah. Your wife. Yeah. After you uh, shit, but before you piss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the investors meeting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Well, uh, you know that the, the the men in black machine that did wipe your memory? Yeah. Were people ever trying to really build that? Or what's the most effective thing to try and wipe people's memories beyond just, like, bonking them in the head? Yeah. Um, I'd probably say the memory gun. Oh, what's the, what's the memory gun, James? Oh, did you forget? Now, that <laughs> is... They call them, you just invented it. for the improv. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember talking about the memory gun earlier. Yeah, I bet you don't remember the clown that hides from gay people either. I haven't seen that or remember it either. And you definitely weren't talk- talking to him. Yeah, go on. You go weren't on. talking to him either. I wasn't talking to the clown that hides from gay people. Yeah. No, I was not. Right. Uh, yeah. And, but what are you inferring from that? Is Aleth the listener, the eager listener. Decide, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's just say that if he hides from gay people and you did not see him. Yeah. Something... I'm the man who invented the clown that hides from gay people. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go on a roast get... and I'd be like, um, I was talking to the clown that hides from gay people. Justin Bieber, were you talking to the clown that hides from gay people. Yeah. And he'd say, uh, yes, I was, James. Continue. You're a liar. He knew I was going to make that joke. What do you mean? And then he comes up and he goes, I'm married to a woman. Yeah. What what have you got going for you? Uh, it wasn't matter. (laughs) And you push him. It wasn't matter what I'm up to. And then uh, you say, look out, the clown's coming. And then he looks over his shoulder and goes, what, there's nothing there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, he's really there. He is really there and you can't see him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great invention. Yeah. It's a great, it's great trick, yeah. that joke. Yeah. And then I'd be like, and you're so old. To Justin Bieber. You're so young. That That uh, I don't know whether to hug you or kiss you (laughs) I don't know what the rules are anymore Yeah, I don't know what the age is Your generation have a whole different rule on, uh, you know, social graces than I do Yeah Um you probably want to invent a time machine, don't you, James? So you can go back to a simpler time. Yeah. Yeah, where there weren't, weren't quite so many PC police around. Yeah, Summer of Love. You want to go back to 1969? Y- yeah. What would you do in 1969? Uh, I don't know. Why do you want to know that? Would you go to... Well, now I'm now I do. Now I'm concerned because <laughs> because <laughs> there's plenty of things you could have said you'd do, but now <laughs> just, I just like to. It's like the purge. 
isn't it? Yeah. No rules. What is? What? Somewhere what, I love. Somewhere I love. It wasn't like the purge. <laughs> was it not? I thought that was the point. What do you think the purge like, is? Get rid of society's rules. Like the purge. No, but they did. Uh, no. That wasn't. What do, wait, what do you think happened in 1969? <laughs> they were like. That was that year where all governments agreed to try this experiment where they got rid of all the rules. <laughs> they were like, we're rejecting society's rules. Some people were like the, that. A small group of people were like. Like that. the purge. No, the purge is a film. Is an idea. Okay, yeah, that was a film. One, Don't patronize yeah, me. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm just saying. The concept behind that is one night a year, there's no yeah. rules, so you go, all crime is legal. That's not what So the only difference is that what happened for a summer and what happened for a year. Pardon? What yeah, happened? but it wasn't... Yeah, no, but it didn't happen. It, did, it didn't happen, did it, James? It didn't. <laughs> what? Summer of, <laughs> summer of love or the purge? The summer of love and the purge. Right. The summer of love, you know, really wasn't, was it? Was it not? Um, no, I mean that's you know it's also the year uh, the the Tate murders happened and so on the Manson family. Yeah, you love to see it. You love to see the purge. people get murdered. Great movie. I wasn't part of the purge. We should watch the purge. <laughs> I don't think it's considered that good. Well, we should we should watch I mean, it. It's successful enough that there seems to be one every year, but I don't think and it's a good film. Um, show. What? There's a show called The Purge. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know. Interesting. No, I didn't. Interesting that I didn't know there was a TV show about the purge. Yeah. yeah. There you are, talking away like you knew everything. I don't pretend to know everything. It's Robot James that knows everything. Isn't that right, Robot James? Yes. The Purge TV show aired for two seasons before its cancellation in 2019. What is your favorite? Yeah, if you had a time machine. Yeah, okay. What would you do with it? If I had a time machine, oh, so many things, James. I mean, we, you know, we could do a full episode on that, and I would not, and I wouldn't be joking. Okay, well, just and for I the next two minutes, just say what you would do. Well, honest to God, I'd love to go back and see, you know, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon has always come to mind. Uh, I see, I feel like if you went to the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, they wouldn't <laughs> be as good <laughs> as <laughs> the humble. Um, Botanical gardens in in Glasnevin. Glasnevin. I think the I think the Hanging Gardens of Babylon would probably be. Yeah, how long impressive. was Babylon ago? Three thousand years. How long? Th- about three thousand years ago. Like back then, you see these things like this was the most formidable, beautiful sure. room in yeah. the whole world, and people would quake before the king. And then it's like <laughs> yeah. a small blue room with some stars painted on the ceiling. And then, like, a tiny golden wheelbarrow. It was like... <laughs> I guarantee you that Hanging Gardens of Babylon were, like, four pillars. You know? I know. But, well, no. Because definitely, you have to accept... So, like, if if you take the, the Seven Wonders of the World, which we've done a whole episode of... Oh, yes. Uh, Eiffel Tower. Yeah. No, that's... Well, that's part of the modern wonders of the world. Tutankhamun's bed. What? Tutankhamun's grave? He's great. Yeah, well, he was in a pyramid, so. Tutankhamun actually wasn't buried in a pyramid. Like most pharaohs of the New Kingdom, he was buried in the Valley of the Kings. 
Either way, I'm saying, we ha we see the pyramids, they're the only thing of the seven wonders the ancient world still left behind. We know they those are, so we know that it is actually impressive things. That, that would that if they still existed, we would still be in awe of. You know what I mean? If the lighthouse in Alexandria was still uh, uh, upright, we'd be very impressed. If the Colossus of Rhodes was still... What were How big was it? Uh, several hundred feet. It was giant. It's been estimated to have stood 103 to 118 meters or 338 to 387 feet tall. The only impressive one is Colossus of Rhodes because when Rhodes is in danger, it comes alive and protects the city. So we still okay, don't well that have that technology. Well, we do. I mean, if you're Israeli, you've got the Iron Dome. That's pretty good. Yeah, but it's not shaped like a human. No, because they found out it would be better if it was shaped like a dome. Yeah, but I'm just saying we don't have the technology to make a giant robot out of stone. We do have the technology to make a... We, uh, no, well, maybe not. <laughs> a completely hollow <laughs> giant that comes alive through magic. We don't have that technology. I just feel like we probably could... <laughs> not through magic. No, no, I'm not suggesting magic now, Jake. Yeah. But I'm saying if, if they did... I think no one, there's probably no des desire to actually build something like that because one giant robot doesn't, isn't going to help much. Sorry, but I just have to note that it's not a part of the lore that the Colossus of Rhodes came alive to protect the city. No one was ever saying that. It was built to commemorate the defense of the city from a long siege. But we have the capacity to probably build one if we wanted to. Yeah, the capacity. You've seen what them Boston Dynamic boys have been cooking up. Yeah, that's it. If I was like, they show me the Colossus of Rhodes, I'd be like, that's nothing. This, this dog dances to Bruno Mars. Mm, yeah, this robot dog. Yeah, that too. The robot dog is impressive too. But the, now the thing is, the dog is on the street. That, yeah, if you were to show them that, I don't think they would even be. Yeah, they'd be like. They just would. They wouldn't process it as a machine. They would see it as just a different animal or something. If like you that. show them that, they'd be like, "This is epic." <laughs> mm, they'd yeah. be like, "They'd be like, let me bring you to my feast. It's a." Uh, it's bacon lasagna, you know? 25,000 calories. And it's like lasagna, so bacon, whiskey, yeah. cheese. Layer it up right, again. You'd, show them, you'd, bring, you'd, give, you'd give them an epic mealtime meal. Yeah, and show them the robot dog. And they'd be like, yeah. am I in heaven? <laughs> I don't understand what any of this is. <laughs> this is all very confusing <laughs> and overwhelming. That is actually a trend on TikTok at the moment is... Uh, people being like you're the first Victorian orphan I see when I get out of my time machine and then they turn around and show whatever dumb clip on their laptop they want to show oh, right. yeah I'd show them uh, I'd, make, I'd pretend like I invented the epic meal time yeah you want all that all that success yeah I'd be like okay yeah, you want the fame and attention of that I'd be like give me a quail give me 25 quails and uh, a load of minced mm. meat and some rum and some cheese. Wait, when have you gone back to? <laughs> what time period have you got to? Uh, I'm on a pirate ship. Okay, loads of quails and mincemeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, rum. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and whiskey. Mm -hmm. And cheese. Yeah. And let me swear. I want to be allowed to swear. You can't kill me for swearing for the next half an hour. I don't think they'd be. I don't think they'd have a problem with you swearing. Do they not? You're on a pirate ship. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if there was uh, rules against swearing on pirate ships. Okay. 
I'd hazard to say I doubt it. Well, that's a freebie then. Okay. What would you? Class. What would you go back? That's what you do with your time machine. Yeah. What would you go back? I, I again, I'm saying I just want to go back and see those wonders. I want to see what they really were all about. You go back to pre-George. Apart from that, I do. There's just lots. I would like to spend a day in many, many time periods. You go back to pre-George and Dublin, and you'd be like, I would, and be like. Welcome to someday. This will all be Georgian. Welcome to Sm- Channel Smash, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, I, do you want to no. play a flash game on my phone? Maybe play like one of those Angry Stickman games. Yeah. So wait, I have a, like okay. You yeah. have a phone. I've got like an old phone. Yeah, but it's not even my own phone from now. No, you borrowed it. <laughs> okay, I borrowed like an iPhone one. Yeah, that still has flash. Yeah. Okay, class. And then I show that to a seventeenth century Dubliner. Yeah. And he's like he's just sitting in his boat in the Liffey. He's like, <laughs> Do you wanna go across the river now? <laughs> it's like that was interesting. That bit of that bit of lights. Yeah. Now do you want to go across the river? <laughs> what do you think he sounded like in um in pre Georgian Dublin? Oh well, that's a very—I mean—that's a very big question and linguist. Good question. I wondered too. about that. It's a good question. You would have—I mean—in Dublin because it wasn't—it uh, would have been a, a very English city, you know, uh, with very little of actual kind of Gaelic uh, uh, influences on it. They would be speaking. Are we speaking French at that time? In kind of—is that the ruling language of kind of English outposts? No, maybe. It's a bit- bit late for the French, isn't it? <clears throat> you don't know, maybe. You think King George uh, is going around speaking French? Well, he was speaking German, of course. Yeah, he was speaking German then. But you said pre-German. You said pre-Georgian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 16... I mean, in 1690s, you got, like, uh, you got James and so on. So I'd just say they sounded... Uh, they sounded. I mean, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the the ruling class? He's talking about the average man. You talking about the man who's sailing me across the river? The ferryman. He sounds like. Hello, you want to get across the river, James? Yeah. No, I want you to listen and watch what I'm showing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so to put a button on this, James. If you could get rid of one machine... That's a good one. Yeah. If you get rid of one machine from modern life, what would you put? get rid of? Um, The... Car. (laughs) You'd be kind of stuck then, wouldn't you? It'd be worth it. For what? Get rid of global warming. I don't think just cars are the the problem with global warming. What would you get rid of then? If I get to get rid of any machine, bloody block... Cha- the yeah. servers doing the blockchain NFLs yeah. now that would help that would help the global uh, that would help climate yeah and we should make this an NFL and, yeah let's let's make this an NFL yeah <laughs> uh, go LA Rams well done for winning the Super Bowl yeah what Thanks for listening, we love you very much. What topic should come next? Let us know on Twitter or at primordialviews at gmail.com. 
and remember. Guys are real.